Hello and welcome to episode 16 of The Edge Backstage Pass, the weekly podcast from the Tuesday night show at the London comedy store The Edge. Lockdown continues and so do the trials and tribulations of home broadcasting. Alongside some very funny and well-informed discussion, you may also catch the sounds of plate stacking and even a cameo from Molly the dog. None of this makes the episode any less enjoyable, but I will apologise for making two of the comics re-record their intros over the phone. So here we go. Hello, this is Alistair Barry uh, coming to you on the Backstage Pass podcast between the first and second cruise of uh, my life of homemade bread because there's nothing like being a bread bore during lockdown. Yeah, my name's Mick Ferry. I'm coming to you from Oldham. Um... Hi, this is Leo Kerse. I'm in Australia and it's about 3am. Hi, this is Tiff Stevenson and I'm taking time out of my lovely hot tub to do this. So it better be good. You've got a hot tub? Yeah, it's the kind of pandemic behaviour I'm into. So it's good. It's nice to be in some bubbly water outside. <laughs> I'm quite jealous. Yeah. Hey, look at him looking at his back garden. They're looking for the space. I saw yeah, one. I'm thinking, out. Yeah. Yeah. I, put, I put one in. It's... I've only got a front garden. Do you think that's appropriate? I don't know. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so just news. Are we watching the news? Do you care about the news? Have we written a joke about the news? Did anyone see uh, PMQs today? Uh, yeah, I saw about the speaker. Well, the speaker told Matt Hancock that if he didn't behave, he was going to be sent out. I mean, it is the most ludicrous sort of childish thing you've ever seen in your life. Because Hancock was going, no, no, to Keir Starmer. Keir Starmer wasn't as good as he's been, but Boris Johnson's hair was, I think, the most ridiculous I've ever seen it. And I'm starting to, I'm starting to think the more he knows he's in trouble, the more he ruffles his hair. That's his, that's his defence mechanism. You know, when you go out before, when I had hair, you would sort of like, you know, before you went out, you try and make it look good. He obviously just tries to make it look as much like a thatched cottage as possible. It was not, it was not, <laughs> it was not a completely convincing style of a win, but Johnson was awful. I haven't, I haven't watched uh, uh, the PMQs. I watched the daily briefing because we all need a laugh. Um, so I... You're watching that every day still? I'm sort of watching it every day because, because the graphs, you know, what can I say? I'm a fan of a graph. <laughs> I've, missed a, I've missed a few episodes of that. Would I be able to pick it up? Pick it up if I yeah, yeah, don't again? worry. Don't worry. Right, it's okay. exactly the same as it was sort of 15, 20 years ago. 20 years? 15, 20 days 20 ago. 20 years ago, <laughs> yeah. It feels like 20 years. It's the I most should... pointless thing, though, isn't it? They haven't changed what they're saying apart from really well done to the NHS, apart from the people from overseas who were still charging. They haven't changed. Oh, Matt, Matt Hancock uh, used it to showcase a badge for carers a couple of weeks ago. So this green badge that says mm. carer on it. So rather than giving them PPE or, uh, uh, you know, a pay rise, they've got a badge. Is it good for, like, getting to the front of the queue in, like, supermarkets and Alton Towers and stuff? <laughs> oh, then it's worth having. It's like yeah. the letter from the NHS, right? Yeah. But yeah, walking up, Alton Towers especially, that's where it comes in really handy. Just walk up and you're just below that height thing that says that you're allowed on the ride. And they go, sorry, and you go, carer. And they go, fucking honey, come. <laughs> Great time to go Alton Towers as well. There's going to be, nobody's going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Socially distanced I, on a roller coaster. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, the weather's gorgeous today. We, we went to Tesco's to do a little bit of shopping and supermarkets quiet. But the roads, parks, it's, it, it, you'd think lockdown had ended. Uh, groups of kids meeting up, people just chatting, just 
fucking. I took. I took the where dog. Where I live, you think that you think there was no virus. You think it had, it had yeah. gone away. I took the dog for a walk in one of the local uh, sort of trails, and um, with my kids and. Um, I, yeah, they'd had the car park shut for most of the lockdown. It's just opened up. I've never seen it fuller in my life. But what I really learned is that my daughter has learned how to operate the brake on the push chair as she went careering down a hill with her brother while she was on the buggy board going, Daddy, Daddy, and about six other people looked on and clearly thought I was the worst father in history. Uh, yeah. To be fair, Thanks, I don't Spencer. even know if it's people's fault that it's not like lockdown. Because the advice has been so fucking unclear. Yeah, totally. Like, no one knows who they can see or can't see. And also, most people seem to think that, you know, uh, you know that uh, two metres is three fucking feet. So unless, unless you're in the supermarket near something you want, in which case you are allowed to brush against someone. <laughs> yeah, but also you've got, to, you've got to remember as well, I mean, the metres, the metric system, we've struggled, we've struggled with that. For a long time in this country, and you can imagine the amount of people that actually voted for Brexit are desperate to go back to imperial measurements. Did you hear Brees so Mock? I would imagine if you said two and a half yards, people would understand that perfectly. So instead of <laughs> saying two meters, Mock? say two and a half yards. Mick Rees Mogg in Parliament has refused to say two meters and is saying MPs will remain six feet apart. Ah, I hate to break it to you, but your topical joke is so good, it's already <laughs> happened. Yeah, but a metre is uh, three feet and three inches, isn't it? Not yes, technically yeah. correct. <laughs> so, it's, it's, so, it's, so it's six and a half feet, so he's actually yeah. breaking his own rules. Yeah, and there weren't going to be yeah. checks from goods coming from Northern Ireland, but they were fucking lying about that too. Oh, oh, it's, oh it's like being back at the edge. I love it. There we go. Um, <laughs> Leo, I went Leo, to the pub yesterday. I was going to say that, Leo. I saw on Facebook a picture of you drinking in an establishment. Is this Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it's in Australia. There's only you're only allowed twenty people in, and you've got to order food. But I found a loophole. I said I was going to order food, and could I have a drink while I looked at the menu? And I finished Perfect. my drink and left. I think <laughs> you could just Simon, when you when you publish this podcast, yeah. if you could just have that little speech from Leo as the most Scottish thing you have ever heard, would <laughs> be absolutely fabulous. I, I, I'm going to say I'm going to say it's Britishness the concern about booze. Because that was one of the first articles that came out when we went into lockdown was like, what's going to happen to the beer? Yeah. Like it was literally on the BBC News website that everyone was like, what's going to happen to the beer? Well, the comedy comes. I mean, we got the email from the store saying we can't, that they were shutting. After what Johnson's speech it was like, um, you, we'd rather you didn't go out to pubs. And the, I mean, it was all put it in the hands of, of the of the publicans of the owners of everything else without any instruction i've never seen apparently we have the word we have the best messaging in europe according to uh, according to boris johnson but we fucking don't yeah but you can't talk to the public like you talk to children because that's what you said to your kids i'd rather you didn't glue sniff in your bedroom <laughs> and uh, and then you go in two days later and you go whose glue bag is this you who you said you'd rather we didn't glue sniff yeah. right you can't talk you can't we're fucking idiots as a nation. You can't talk to us like, oh, we'd rather you, we'd rather you didn't put your fingers in fires. Well, oh, Nick, yeah. are, you, are you disputing the existence of great British common sense? I find that very, very unpopular. <laughs> it's clear it doesn't exist. <laughs> we're, we're fucking idiots. We're a nation of idiots. We've got to accept that. And no, I, I think that... You, you have to make things idiot-proof for idiots. They've thrown away 72 million pints, apparently. Wow. I mean, that's a busy Saturday night even for you, man. <laughs> 
It's the only I... thing st- still on at the comedy store is the uh, cooling in the beer cellar. That's the only thing still on. Oh. <laughs> oh. I bet it's so quite a when we go back, hum, isn't it? Just a... I mean, when we go back, all the beer is out of date, but you're still going to continue selling it. You're, you're going to bloody drink it is what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's free I think comment. there's a very dark thing happening. There's a dark, what I'm sort of noticing over the last sort of few weeks is this kind of very dark, land of hope and glory world war ii rhetoric of like prince charles coming out going we want pickers that are stickers and you're like you're gonna come out you've never done a day's graft in your fucking life and tell people that they should go and pick for britain like Going to I don't know. You say that he's not done a day's work, but I think organizing a <laughs> organizing an assassination is quite difficult. That was his dad. Come on. <laughs> Nicholas Soames. Well, I don't normally agree with him on things, but um he's I think it was him said uh, the problem is uh in the war we got by on one egg a week, whereas now people want to have a revolution if they can't get strawberries in November. I think there's something to that. Yeah, but this war rhetoric is nonsense, yeah. isn't it? But also, I think also proof of the point, if you want to use that, I mean, I, I got somebody had a go at me the other week because uh, I said it's pretty clear to see that if we had been invaded as a nation, we've got quite a high percentage of collaborators already. The amount of people who were prepared to grasp people up for sitting in their own Whoa. fucking gardens was unbelievable. Well, for <laughs> fuck's sake. Shocking. I've, yeah, you know, in uh, East Germany, under the Stasi, the Stasi paid one in seven people. One in seven people were paid by the Stasi to grass up their neighbours and stuff. And everyone in Britain's doing it for free. Like they yeah, should bring exactly. back. They should bring back the Stasi. They'd save the wage bill. They wouldn't have to pay yeah. anybody. <laughs> it's mental. And I've because I've complained about it. Somebody said, "Oh, you can't liken it to a war. We won't. We're never invaded." Hang on a minute. You're the same prick. You're the same age as me, fifty-one. I've got friends who are saying, "Look, we we can survive a war. We can survive this." You weren't even in a fucking war, you bellend. Right? I've, I've, got, I've got friends who think Sexy Beast was a documentary. That's how fucking stupid they are. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I'm just voting for Leo to be the next Chancellor with his policy of furloughing and introducing the Stasi. I think that covers it all. Right? Oh, we've got, we've got a voluntary Stasi as it is at the minute. Well, they, this, this uh, pick for Britain kind of thing, which is mainly to benefit sort of the landowners, people like the Duke of Westminster, you know, like they they get a lot of money, don't they, from these schemes for for agricultural kind of, they get money from the agricultural schemes. And at least like Dig for Victory was about growing vegetables in your own back garden yeah. to make sure that you got the correct vitamins in you, not Prince Charles yeah. in the middle of a field saying, come on, we need people to stick at doing this work. And then some, yeah, someone someone sort of replied saying, I applied for this, but they wanted me to stay in a static caravan with six other people. <laughs> yeah, because that's how they operate. Because they've lost the Eastern European workforce that actually does it for them, which, yeah. which are, they're quite transitory anyway. You have to explain to some people, go, well, Eastern Europeans working here. So, yes, seasonal. They fuck mm. off then. In the, <laughs> they come and do the work and then fucking go home. <laughs> Like and then and but it's framed as doing your part for your country and I don't like the undertones of it because it's all wealthy landowners it's monarchy and then it's like trolls know yeah. your place but it's you exactly, should be out picking vegetables exactly because uh, we we need you to pick fruit and veg so we can put stuff in our pims <laughs> fuck off yeah there's an absolute shortage of cucumber and mint <laughs> um, no but it's there's like that across the board as well it's like the thing in America as well all this about we've got to reopen the country and it's all these American 
It's that old saying about the guy who, he was a big banker who didn't get caught up in the crash in 1929 because his shoeshine boy gave him some stock tips. And he said to himself, if the shoeshine boy is giving me stock tips, it's time to get out. And he got out literally a couple of days before it all went west. The problem with America, and to an extent us, is that we all think that the FTSE 100 or the Dow Jones refers to us. It doesn't. The people who are concerned about getting the economy restarted uh, to a great extent are, as Tiff says, the people at the very top of the pyramid who are really in trouble. And yeah, Dyson's one of the biggest landowners in the country. Duke of Westminster, no one's there to pick their celery for their uh, Bloody Marys, and it's an absolute travesty. Yeah, but he's busy inventing vacuum cleaners. And not inventing va ventilators. <laughs> yeah, busy, in, busy inventing vacuum cleaners and living in India. So he lives in Singapore. Getting them made. Oh, is it Singapore he lives? Yeah, he lives in Singapore, and I went to school with his children. But anyway. <laughs> Fucking hell. You suck, Singapore's, mate. Singapore's just been told that their lockdowns continue until July the 1st. Really? Yeah, yeah. I got a friend out oh, there. Oh, they've just, just they've just uh, sent somebody to death over Zoom. Is it Singapore? Really? Over Zoom? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> they, no reason we've all been brought here together. <laughs> well, they've got. Haven't they got drones telling people to stay apart and stuff? Like it's. They it's have quite a police government. state, Singapore, isn't it? So they've yeah. got. Well, it's a democracy, but they've had the same Marxist government for thirty-five years, I believe. Democracy's over. It'll be like. It'll be like this, this country in like 20, what is it, six years? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've, um, have you seen stuff in the Philippines as well? I mean, because we think we've got it bad. But uh, in South Africa, they've been uh, quarantined with no booze and no cigarettes. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, they've started a scheme, haven't they, Monday to Wednesday to open up the, uh, between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. to buy booze. But they've, the stores are imploring the government to make it longer, make you know six days a week and and alternate days on depending on what your surname begins with the letter and all that you know. So yeah. And in the and in the Philippines, they're recommending that if anyone breaks the quarantine, that they should be shot. Yeah, he's a very gentle liberal guy. That so was it du Duentes or something? What's his name? Oh, is he the guy who used to kill drug dealers before oh, yeah, he got into politics? The war on drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he still he still does. Yeah, <laughs> once a week just to keep his hand in. <laughs> Sounds like the punchline to a joke. Like, what time does the Filipino president go to the dentist? Two thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much a punchline to a joke as a pun, Leo. And you know that those are strictly. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have you have to do just even ice lolly. Um, I, 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 I did have an ice lolly, yeah, but uh, Ooh, actually, a magnum. No, nice. actually, um, a Del Monte fruit smoothie. But I do have magnums as well. Let's not do right. any product placement here, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> if you're an influencer, you just hold something, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, uh, mm, oh. For <laughs> <laughs> the audio-only podcast, Mick is holding up. <laughs> and it, huge this is sound effects. It doesn't work quite so well, mate. Everybody knew that was a Pringles tub. Yeah. <laughs> they're introducing taxes already to pay for all the for all the lockdown they're uh, putting up the congestion charge in london and it's going to oh, like yeah. be extended to like uh 10 p.m at night and weekends and stuff it's basically going to encroach i used to be able to drive into the middle of town and park up and go to go to shows and uh, now yeah. i'm gonna have to get the bus like a pleb like i'm going to pick strawberries or something yeah <laughs> <laughs> actually leo what uh, i don't know if you've heard this but uh don uh, has bought a static caravan that's just going to park near <laughs> somebody's door. Yeah. It out like the green room. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we can fit all six of all six of the acts on. It's actually so bigger than dressing room and slightly more uh, fits in with slightly more health and safety guidelines as well. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you're only allowed to use it if you're comparing or closing the late show. Those are the ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, the taxes are going to tax everything, and that's where people, you, you, your average working person, oh, yeah, the tourists to buy me and all this, and oh, no, finally go to the pub. Oh, it's £10 a pint. Yeah, because they want the money back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cig- cigarettes yeah. are 50 quid a packet. Yeah, they want the money back. I caught, I caught the end of Alan Sugar's interview on um, Radio 5 yesterday. And it was the classic. Well, no, you don't want you don't want to tax tax the rich. Doesn't doesn't make any money. Uh, no, still. And you're just going. Please don't say the wealth creators who get their money to trickle down. And he went, us wealth creators who get. And you go. Oh, just, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, why do we have to have? Why do we have to be just like America and have the dude that hosted The Apprentice drive us off a cliff? Yeah, I know. <laughs> we don't have to copy them in everything. Well, also, yeah, you've got, I mean, the fact that the, the myth that Donald Trump was anything but a, a disastrous businessman. I mean, he inherited 400 million quid, 400 million dollars from a white supremacist father and is probably, by most estimates, hugely in debt on every level now. It's just one big Ponzi scheme. Uh, versus over here, the guy who invented the Amstrad emailer. Yeah, yeah. yeah but Alistair, Trump's got like big stat, big like uh, skyscrapers with his name written on them and like big shiny letters. That's all he does, isn't it? It's branding. But it's that, it's that thing. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to see it's the whole thing with the like, I was saying about the Dyson thing. He was given the contract to make ventilators. When it turned out he couldn't do it, the government gave him money as a. Um, Recompense. So, oh, right. you know, you just go, how the fuck does that work? So, yeah. yeah really well, it's like the old farming scheme, isn't it? That was, uh, we were talking about landowners now telling us to dig for the country like it's the war. But there used to be the old system, which uh, was a well-known system. So, say you own, I don't know, 2,000 acres, and uh, part of that acreage nestled near the edge of a town. You'd put planning permission in then to say you wanted to open a pig farm at that, that quarter of an acre by the edge of the town. Obviously, that planning permission would be refused because people quite rightly in the town said, we don't want a pig farm in the fucking town centre. And the government would go, sorry about that, but it's two million pound compensation. Yeah, it's the quickest way of making money in a year. Yeah, we're basically going back to this system of <laughs> feudalism and serfdom, like yeah. it, it, to in quite a terrifying way. I'm quite frightened. I'm yeah. frightened. Yeah, it's by, funny. By people who think <laughs> anyone who thinks this government have done a good job, I don't quite. They're still going. This criticism is unwarranted and it's difficult, and no one knew. To, to say the government have done anything but a shit job. It's a difficult job. It's going to be very impossible. But I don't see these people still, like you say, rallying round the flag for Boris Johnson and the Tories, who were a bunch of the most fucking incompetent twats, all pulled together because they're Brexiteers. I mean, I've, I've never seen a less qualified I, bunch in my life. I think they've done a, a great job. And, and you, uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you look at what they've done, right? So they're all Brexiteers. I'm, I'm not a Brexiteer myself, but they're all Brexiteers. So they wanted, uh, they wanted to stop immigration uh, to the UK. I think that's stopped. Um, they wanted what else? What else did they want to do? They wanted to, yeah, they wanted to close borders and stuff. Coronavirus has done it further. I mean, they might have got lucky. Coronavirus ah, yeah. just enacted that Brexit policy. They wanted to but, close um, borders. He had a chance to do that nine weeks ago and grounding the flights, but he fucking didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had the perfect chance to implement that. They wanted to stop people coming in, and yet they've got plane loads of Romanian fruit pickers coming to their static caravans. <laughs> Leo, you haven't thought this through, mate. It's like almost all of your political points. But everybody, every the country, I remember like a few months ago, everybody was like, oh, we've got to protect human rights. We've got to like uh, open borders. We've got to protect the economy. And then just because of this, you know, virus, 
Uh, everybody's like wanting the borders closed. They want to like destroy the economy with this lockdown. They want to like you know end human rights. So everybody's getting grassed up for sitting in their garden. Yeah. It's such a change. Everybody's come round to the Brexiteers way of thinking. You do realise though that you know we're all we're all stuck in the UK, whereas you're still you're still in Perth, the most remote city on the planet, are you not? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you can go on about this as long as you want, but the main upshot for you is that you're not allowed home. <laughs> because of your attitude, Lee. Yes. Because of your attitude. We've all written we've all signed a letter, mate. That's the thing. We've all signed a letter. Are you I thought last time we spoke, by the way, you'd got a new flight and you were coming home. What happened to that? Well, <laughs> every day, uh, yesterday I got a new flight and it was cancelled yesterday evening. This morning I got a new flight and it was cancelled about uh, 25 minutes ago. How many, so, how many flights have you had so far? So you've actually had one, you've lost one since we spoke yesterday. Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've gained and lost another flight since we spoke yesterday. How many so, flights have you had cancelled now? I'm on, I'm in, I think I'm into double figures now. <laughs> we really don't want you back, mate. Yes. <laughs> Tell you what, if you if you definitely don't want Leo to come back, uh, get Boris Johnson onto it. He's yeah, especially that's... bad at getting people, yeah. getting yeah, people back who've been held against their will. You'd have yeah, to Boris. question was the first question in the Prime Minister's question sign today. Was was the first question not where the fuck have you been, mate? <laughs> do, you, do you just think when you if you're the opposition, you just go just hang on a minute. Where the fuck have you been, pal? Yeah, yeah. yeah but to bring in that. To bring in that furlough thing and then not use it yourself, I'd be so <laughs> So there we have it. We're sending Boris in to get Leo back. Meanwhile, back in the live show archives, Mick is joined on stage by Ian Stone, Tanya Edwards and the Dark Destroyer himself, Mr Sean Mio. Brace yourselves. So this next uh, section of the show is called Burning Issues. Three of the comedians will sit at the back of the stage in a sort of vague semicircle. Semicircle means coming out a bit, Sean. <laughs> Not coming out, obviously. Uh, we did that ages ago. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to get subjects from you. This is basically, it's like, a bit like question time. Do you know what question time is, American people? You've seen it, it's a, it's, a, it's a political debate show. We do the same thing here. So you just say any sort of topics you want to talk about, please put your hand up. I will get you started, though. Uh, there is a story coming out of Manchester University, I believe, that uh, they said that clapping is, is... We're not allowed to clap anymore because it causes anxiety for, yeah. for uh, certain students. Um, I'm, as a performer, I'm actually pleased with banning clapping because I've never, never heard it anyway. So... Uh, <laughs> I actually, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's actually for performances, it's for meetings, it's for, it's for people who, who might be... Who claps in meetings? Well, Americans, Americans, there you go. Okay. Yeah, there you okay. go, and we have a lot of American students at Manchester University as well. Ah, yeah, these clapping are, we, too excitedly. No, we've got, we've got a brilliant colouring in course, and, uh, and, it, and if they don't go over the lines, they get a first, uh, so... Um, it's not like Americans not to cross borders, though, is it? <laughs> hey! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Have that! There's, uh, been a, there's been another complaint about this, though, that the, the jazz hands actually discriminates against the blind, who can't see how exciting everyone else is finding the music. Yeah, that's the basic actually, point, if you don't know the stories, that people, instead of clapping, do jazz hands. Jazz hands. hands. But yeah. imagine, imagine you're hating the meeting, and then somebody next to you all the time, his hands in your face going... <laughs> Mate, you fucking put your hand down now, pal. I'd rather him clapping than rather like, eh, eh, go fuck off, pal. That's fine. Stop it! 
What we need to do is put you for one... You don't spend a meeting with somebody doing this to you. Like that, you go, fucking hell. I don't think you've been to a jazz dance, have you? I, have, I, have, I, have, I, <laughs> I don't think that's how they do I'm it. A, internet, I'm a well-known jazz dancer. <laughs> Sean, do you have anything to say about this? You know, well, when I, when I heard it, I just think it's just, you know, it's another one of those kind of health and safety nonsense things that's a part of the times in which we live. I mean, when I, when I heard that you weren't allowed to clap at meetings, I, I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. Both of those make quite a lot of noise and would upset someone. But <laughs> I was on a plane the other day. Have you ever been on a plane when it lands and people start applauding? Have you ever, you ever been there? Yeah. What is wrong with these idiots? What's wrong with them? What's wrong with them? Well, they think it's a coincidence or something. <laughs> I mean, what do they think? Well, taking off, you expect that for your money. Flying, <laughs> of course. But landing. And in the right place too, bravo. <laughs> Oh, clapping. Oh, how ironic. Um, and let's have a subject from you guys. Anyone else? Go? Oh, you guys at the front. Sienna, you, we, we did chat to you. What's your name, madam? Uh, sorry? What's your name? These, these questions will get harder. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you're a student, are you? It's first year, yes? Okay. Um, what's, what's your question? We don't care about your name. <laughs> I, I do, but it's very... But, so what is your name? Because you didn't leave a gap between your name and the uh, Emily, question. it's Emily. Oh, Emily. 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 You would oh, write like scallop to the scallop wars. Hang on, hang on a second. Yeah, this is if you didn't, didn't hear that. The French and English almost went to war over uh, scallops. 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 Okay, well, they almost went to war. And, well, and Emily, has come, Emily, Emily has come here just in the express hope of hearing something about the Well, I've the got English quite scallop. a depth, a plethora, if you can understand that word, of <laughs> scallop based material. Strap in, it's all fantastic. Now, that's your chat up line. I was it? in the. I don't have a chat up line, I just pull them through a hedge. Now. He takes, that, he takes that hedge everywhere with him. Oh. Two sides to every story. <laughs> Listen, scallops, of course, you know, uh, very expensive. I, I don't know, I went to a restaurant the other day. It was £18.50 for scallops as a starter. Emily, uh, using all your student skills. How many scallops do you think I should get for £18.50 as a starter? What? Where are they from? What, you got See, to right, you ask a woman a question and logic just falls by the wayside. <laughs> and you get the answer to something else. Good luck when you get stopped by the police. This is your car. I like wearing brown shoes. <laughs> Where's the sniper when you really need one, Emily? <laughs> that's, that's the problem with scallops. They're not expensive. You've got to shell out. He's very upset. Oh, God! Thank you. Thank you. It was needed. Apologise. And you got applause from that. Like jazz hands from the idiot. Yeah. Well done. Sandra, do you want to talk about uh, scallops? <laughs> no, I think, I think we were wrong on this one. I mean, they, weren't they all breeding? Breeding scallops? Well, they, we weren't supposed to be killing them at yeah, the time. Unsustainable fishing, it was. It was unsustainable fishing, yes. so we were technically in the wrong, even though. Um, he really wants to tell you how many scallops he got for 8.50. The bad thing is, as well, is well, there was a bit of conflict and the French tried to eat mollusks. Basically, the, um, the, the scallop Sean was I'm being offered. I'll keep the, digging. I'll keep the, digging. The scallops on the menu were, were stolen ones from uh, unsustainable fishing. How, <laughs> how many scallops do you think he got? Five. five. I didn't, actually. In, in all seriousness, thanks I'm desperate to, to know. I am desperate to know. The guy didn't show up with five, Emily didn't show up with three. He showed up with one scallop, and this is what he said. He goes, how do you find your starter? And I said, with great difficulty, mate. <laughs> I spotted the first one. I can only assume the others are hiding under the garnish. And he goes, 
Well, it's a big one, isn't it? I thought, what the hell is that supposed to be? A lot of beans on toast. I don't want a big bean on a small piece of toast. <laughs> like I said. All right, let's have, a, let's have another question. Anyone else would like to, uh, like to ask a question? We've got one down there, sir. What's your name? Owen, and what's you're wearing, you're wearing an Inspiral Carpets t-shirt. Owen, my tank. Owen, what are you studying? I'm studying computer science. No one cares, Sean. Okay. Um, well, it can't. Anyway, like well Owen. done, well done, Owen. But what's your question? I'm wondering what you guys think about driverless cars. Right. What do you think about driverless cars? Well, I can't drive, idea. so it's a good idea for me. <laughs> I do not drive, uh, which makes dogging quite expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Taxi drivers leave the meter on. <laughs> what a lovely image. Um, anyone else got anything to say about driverless cars? Well, That's it, why the Uber's on strike, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Are they star? all um, guided by the GPS? Uh, do you know, I don't know. Owen, do you know? Works? Is that how they work? They're guided by GPS? I, for I forgot the question. It's a complex... Uh, do you know yeah. what? I'm already losing my interest. Um, uh, OK, fair enough. Let's have one more question. Let's have another question. Over there, sir, what's your name? David. David. Go on then, David. What do you think about Russian spies? What do we think about well, Russian spies? you know what? Spies? I think... Not very competent. In More fact, not, what's said, what, it's actually not that funny, but the... Um, the they, they didn't manage to kill the people in Salisbury. The Russians didn't. And then that bloke in Salisbury found what looked like a, an abandoned bottle of perfume and gave it to his girlfriend, cheap cunt, and she died. <laughs> and it's, so it's, it's not funny, is it, that someone, someone's, someone's, cheap, perfume, someone's cheapness Just got to was more it's deadly easier. than two Russian assassins. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have one more. Let's have one more question. You got one down here, sir. Uh, Elon Musk smoking weed. Elon Musk weed on Joe Rogan's uh, uh, podcast, I believe. E Elon Musk is eccentric, but he is a genius, isn't he? And I prefer I, that name no. to Roxanne Pallet. Yeah, I know. I've heard of Elon Musk. Right. He had a little submarine that he offered that paedophile to use. And, uh, <laughs> Elon Musk mini su Elon Musk mini submarine was actually the name he gave his penis. <laughs> Pedo sub. It's. Uh... <laughs> he, he smoked a joint. Who cares? Who hasn't smoked a joint? Yeah. Oh, eighteen. Have you? It's legal, though. Right? It's legal in some states now. It's, yeah, it's totally legal. It's, it's, it's totally legal. Okay. All right. Wait. Eighteen. Is there an age limit to when you can? You got to be twenty-one. What the fuck is wrong with your country? And then you can you can have a, you can you can have, a, have learning difficulties and buy a fucking gun at sixteen, but you can't smoke weed till you're twenty-one. What the fuck? <laughs> Do you know why we don't have guns here in this country? Right. Be honest, people who, who are from the UK, if you were drunk and you had a gun, would you use it? Yes! That's why we don't have guns. Because <laughs> I fucking know I would. I probably wouldn't shoot anybody, but I'd shoot things around the house. <laughs> Mum, Dad, shooting the TV again! I saw some jazz hands for that. This actually really feels rewarding, and it wasn't <laughs> even my joke. <laughs> All right, lovely. Let's leave it there. Let's hear it for the panel, ladies and gentlemen. Good stuff. So that's it from episode 16. Thank you to all of you who have subscribed this week. If you haven't done so already, then please do so if you can. 
Another Comedy Store product you might enjoy is our weekly live stream of full weekend shows. £5.50 will get you as close to the live experience as any of us are able to get at the moment. Go to comedystorelive.co.uk for tickets and details. You have been listening to Tiffany Stevenson, Leo Curse, Alistair Barry and Mick Ferry. On stage we also had Tanya Edwards, Sean Mio and Ian Stone. This podcast is edited and produced by me, Simon Mason, and special thanks, as always, to the Edge producer, Mr John Connor. We'll see you next time. <laughs>